Hello everybody and welcome to the debut episode of a very special new series. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time because I've been bored and we're and I had wanted to do something. Although this is the first episode is with two big wrestling fans and wrestling content producers, I want to do something that celebrate all content because lockdown has been tough, but the silver lining is that the content people have been producing is fantastic. And I couldn't have started with two better guests. This is good people do good shit. Not good people do good sex. There's like four letters in the graphic. There's four asterisks, three asterisks after it. So to whoever said it looked like good people do good sex, incorrect. Factually incorrect. Um, but my guest today, enough enough uh, waffling. My guest today, two of my favorite content creators on this pla- on any platform. It's Big Time Bell. It's Ringsiders Wrestling. How are you guys? <laughs> good, man. Is that my name now, Big Time Bell? Yeah. You've got the bandana on and everything. Like, it's just, it's just, you it's know just, what? Rian, a little story for you. Before we started recording, you came into my room and he said, I've even got myself all done up for this one, Big Time Bell. So he knows exactly what he's doing right now. <laughs> this is on purpose. Yeah. The lads, how are we? I am good, man. I'm good. How are you? Ah, you know, it is what it is. Just trying to get through it. I think, um, I think, as, as I've said, I think lockdown was a tough thing, but I think, I don't think we, I don't know, I speak for myself, but I don't think we would have been able to produce the level of content or the quality of content that we have with the lockdown. I mean, as good as it was for a while, but like, you have to pick the silver lines out, and this is what we're going to do with this series, just talking about how we'll get on to the lockdown in a minute, but I think the content that everyone has been producing has been fantastic. Absolutely. Could not agree more. It's given people a chance to really focus on the content they're creating. And like we were maybe doing one or two interviews a week. Uh, now we're doing one or two interviews a day. And I can guarantee that wouldn't be happening without the lockdown. So if there is a silver lining, I guess that's it. it a silver lining to a bad situation. Yeah. Um, what was it like from your perspective, Jamie? It was, it was the same. Pretty much the same. It's been, it's been something to look forward to as well. Obviously, you know, I work at a hospital, so you know, getting to come home and do these interviews and speak to people in the wrestling world, it's been nice. It's given me the opportunity to unwind and and, and forget about what's going on in the world. And it's been, it's been fun, man. You know, but like Callum said, it's given us the opportunity to maybe do more interviews. You know, um. Like Callum said to me at the start of the year, was it let's do 150 interviews this week this year? I think I got us 40 just in the month of January, so it's yeah. you know it's it's helped. We I worked it out the other day. We've done half of our the total amount of interviews we've done is 175 so far. We've done half of them this year, so hopefully by the end of this year, <laughs> even if things do slow down for us a bit, I still want to reach that 150 200 interviews um and i'm guessing at that point you know we'll, we'll have to start redoing some of the interviews that we've done because we tell everybody at the end of the interview we'll bring you back on and in the back of my mind i'm thinking when are we going to find the time to do this <laughs> but, yeah but we will bring them back on we have every intention because it's also allowed us to you know oh, we're, we're interviewing these people but a lot of these people have become friends to us so yeah, it, that's the best thing about it, to be honest, for me. You know, it's allowed yeah. us the opportunity to to interview people we admire and, 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 you know, watch on TV, and now they've become friends. 
I mean, Callum will tell you, if you had told Callum 15, 16 years ago he was going to be friends with Kerry Silkin, he'd have called you a bald-faced liar, wouldn't he? I still think you're a liar. I still don't believe it. <laughs> no, it's... it's Sorry, if anyone saw that, that was my brother interrupting looking for his Nintendo, because it's a Saturday morning and people want to play Nintendo. <laughs> I am probably going to have a Mario Kart gaming session tonight, to be honest. It's been that kind of week. Um, but... Before lockdown, how did the ring starters begin originally? Because obviously you guys weren't exact, like, as I know, and probably, I don't know if you've told this story before, but you weren't always just exclusively interviews. How did ring starters begin in originally? And what was... What, you want what the whole was, story? I want, I, I, want a, I want a juicy story. How was how the, the kind of... I'll you don't need to go into every detail. I, 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 I completely didn't hear any of that because you both froze on my end, so... Right. <laughs> I'm just about to tell the ringsiders' origin story, Jamie. Go for it. Okay, so... I'll give you the abridged version. Mm-hmm. Um, so once upon a time, about four years ago, me and Jamie decided we wanted to do a podcast. And <laughs> it was called the One Fall Podcast. Um, we needed a third man because we thought we can't just do it, both of us, because we're not charismatic enough. So we brought in a third man and he was called uh, Kurt, who does the Kurt Johansson show. Um, I'm Actually, sorry, can I just stop you there? Sorry. We were, at one point, we were a four-man. Four horsemen. Oh, yeah. James. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get to that, because we bring James in at that point. So on, it started off with... Who's telling the story, Jamie? You skipped the chapter. You skipped you skip, you skip the chapter, did you? It's me, uh, Kurt, and Jamie started One Fall Podcast, uh, and we started off just talking once a week about wrestling news and the events that happened. We thought we were doing something amazing, but then we found out there was another thousand podcasts on Twitter all doing the same thing. Uh, so we thought, how can we make this a little bit different? We rebranded and became Russell Thoughts, um, which is a, ja- a name Jamie came up with. Uh, and it's at this point that we brought in uh, James Coggin, who was helping us with the audio producing. Uh, still just talking about wrestling, though, on a weekly basis. Still quite boring. Uh, listening back to some of those original episodes is the most painful uh, form of torture you can imagine. Tell me about it. <laughs> I, I really hate it. I'd rather have my fingernails removed than listen to any of those. Um, awful. So, we decided, how can we actually do something different? And Kurt, at this point, was focusing solely on Kurt Sangle at the time and the Kurt Johansson show. He departed... Me and Jamie took this as a way to just do interviews because we'd started doing a few interviews. We weren't necessarily good at it, but we enjoyed it. And we found that doing these interviews was way more rewarding than talking negatively about wrestling on a weekly basis. Because there's so much good in wrestling, but it's easier to focus on the negative. And that's what people listen to those podcasts for is because I want to hear you complain about wrestling not necessarily the good stuff. That's what I find anyway. So we started just doing interviews, and here we are, what, a year later, just doing interviews, and we couldn't be happier doing it. So we've gone from just talking about the news to just doing interviews, and now it's just me and Jamie. We feel like we've really hit our stride. Yeah, you have 100%, and that's like a, something that I was going to ask. Is it like what was the conversation like? We're going to do interviews. Was it just was it one? Was it just you all kind of knew, or was it just was there like a conversation where you had to have a conversation, being like this isn't working, we need we need to do something else, or was there like a DM that you sent off to a wrestler and then they accepted it and then it kind of rolled from there? Really, it was just after one good interview we realized there's probably it's probably more rewarding for us 
to do it like this. We we had an interview with Shaz McKenzie, and it went really well. And uh, the the whole the deciding factor for us was we decided not to structure that interview. Not res- we did our research, but we didn't plan any questions. And the interview went so much better than planning the questions. So we decided, right, well, let's do another interview. That one went well. And then it, it was at that point we just decided, let's not talk the weekly news anymore. Let's just do interviews. And I think Jamie agrees too. Like that, It's at that point that we actually started to enjoy what we're doing. Like yeah. it, That's the, the advice for any content creator is don't feel like you have to create what everyone else is creating because... If you don't enjoy it, then it's not going to last very long. And people will tell that you don't enjoy it. And I hope that when people watch our interviews, they can tell that we're enjoying doing it. Man, I watch most of your interviews with a beer and just pretend I'm like I'm having. I'm probably going to go into the carry and come on in a while and just sit down and just pretend I'm in the middle of the conversation because it's like that. That's what the best interviews are. Like I can't do an interview where it's you can you can tell as soon as you go into the interview, you can tell straight away if you're watching one what kind of vibe there is, what kind of interviewer the person is. Yeah. And no. you're, you're, you're either hooked or you're not, because I don't watch many interview podcasts, because usually people get the same, like I, I do interviews and you go, but I, only, I think I only listen to watch you guys and maybe Chris Van Blee and maybe the odd like inside, inside the Ropes one, because there's just some that are just, if you've already watched yours with like the same guests, I, I don't think it gets better than that. And that's, well, that's what like what Callum said, you know, we don't write questions down, we don't structure it, we do a little bit of research. We just have a conversation. We like to have a laugh and a joke with them. We don't just talk wrestling, you know. We ask them about donuts and pineapple on pizza and all that kind of shit. You know, we're building rapport with them and, and we're building friendships along the line and it, it's really rewarding. I Look, think uh, me and have the same vision and it, it's working. Another thing that's important to remember, which we found out, is you don't have to do over-the-top research because even that can sometimes come across as funny when you know every single little detail about a wrestler. Yeah. Nobody knows everything about every independent yeah. wrestler. So sometimes not knowing gives you the questions to ask. Because I try, you, are, you know, yeah. you should be finding out at the same time as the listener as well. Yeah, I try and get like one big story just just in case I need it. And then I just freewheel it a little bit from there. Because like the, the Mark Haskins, the Mark Haskins story, I, I, got, I had to ask him the Rick Flair Four Horsemen story just because that's like a good story. But other than that, other than that, it's like I think I have the list of the promotions that they're in, mm. and I just lead in with that, and then you get the questions out of that. So you go with Haskins. It was like OTT, WCPW, yeah, and then whatever like that. Your, your, interview, your interview interviews are very organic too. When you're watching your interviews, you can tell uh, the guest is relaxed with you, and I think that's a very big compliment when a guest is relaxed speaking with you because they must do hundreds of interviews and get asked the same question every time. Uh, but like yourself, when you're asking these questions, you haven't got like a set order you're asking them in. You're just asking them when they come up. Yeah, and... and it's such a huge difference. Yeah, it does help on the guests, like, like, interaction. Like, because Kerry Silicon, the one, the big example I have, and someone's like, because I've had a few people who were doing college radio, and they're like interviewing people, and they're like, well, well, what do you do? I was like, it's the first five seconds. Like, when Kerry Silicon started taking the piss out of me for the, the nickname, I was just like, yeah, we're relaxed. We're into the interview. That's exactly. fine. Yeah. It's like it's 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 into it, but um, away from the industry for a bit, we'll get back to a few of them. But um, started the pandemic, the pandemic hit. What was the state of ringside? It was on March fourteenth or fifteenth. I don't remember when 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 you guys went into lockdown. But 
what was the kind of and then what was the conversation that was had about that? We both did Jamie just go straight to Twitter and start DMing wrestlers and get them and, and they were like, <laughs> pretty much. We went into lockdown the twenty third of March last year, and and yeah, pretty much just started DMing DMing people and, and you know getting getting responses and it's nice though because obviously back then a year ago you know we were a name but we 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 weren't that. You know, well heard of, I guess. And now we're getting to that point where we've got people reaching out to us. Mm. You know, and it, it's it's so humbling that you know wrestlers and and people are DMing us to come on the show. Yeah, that's and humbling. It really it's is so humbling. But that's how it's gone. It's just progressed. And I think again, lockdown has given us that opportunity where we've been able to interview a lot of people because of lockdown. But it's also allowed us to really get our name out there and our brand out there, and that all right, these guys are serious. Yeah, and it's you know, yeah, it's it's, it's just humbling. It, I say it to Callum all the time. It's so humbling when these people ag- agree to give us their time. That's it's, it. Yeah, yeah. I, when you work it out, like over those interviews, we've probably had close to two hundred hours worth of talking time with these people. That's a lot of time given to us to do these interviews. And nobody ever asks, like, well, there's some people that ask for money, and that's absolutely fine. It's their right to ask for money. But so many people who have worked with big companies and, you know, all over the world, they're doing these interviews for free. And you've got to be eternally grateful for that, because without them agreeing to do it, we'd literally have no content. So Mm -hmm. you've always got to be respectful of their time, too. And I hope this can carry on for as long as people want to keep talking to us because I do this for the rest of my life. Don't know about Jamie, I'm sure he <laughs> sure he would too if it was still uh, still fun to do. But and you, Rian, I'm I'm sure you you want it to keep going for as long as you can too. Yeah, man, I wanna I wanna do like I've got I've got my college degree kind of hopefully leaning into it. So I'm hope, hoping that I can get some some sort of thing tied in with that. But you know, I'm just taking this day every day as it comes. Um, and like that's all you can do at the moment because you can't really look too far ahead because you'll get just mangled in, in the brain because there's so much going on. But yeah, the I think um, a great I, I'm going to steal this question for this to show off um, Mr. Mandolini. Um, he's going to be a guest on the show. But he put up a tweet yesterday and it really hit with me. He asked, I've got a screenshot here. I just screenshot it there. Um, how do you define success? That was a really good question I saw on Twitter yesterday. What was your definition of success? And I, I responded being like, happiness is number one. And like, because we all started as just, uh, I'm assuming we all started this as like a hobby. And the success just happened to happen. Like you happened to become a vet, one of the best like, interviewers on, on, the, on the platform. But it all started as just mates having a chat. And what's the kind of, how, how, how has your perception of success changed or how has your perception of the podcast changed as it's gotten bigger or has it just stayed the same? You, you take this one first, Jeremy. Uh, it is a good question. I mean, I saw it yesterday. I'm like, you know, damn you, Frank. How do I answer that? Right. It's, um, the, for me, the success is just the feeling we get at the end of an interview. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people do this and all they're bothered about is the views and the likes. Yeah, they're great, but we do it because we love it and it, we're, we're passionate about it and we're giving these people a platform, you know. It's about it's about that connection, you know. I love making that connection with these guys and these girls. It's it's the greatest feeling. It's it's honestly, the amount of times me and Carl will finish an interview and we're giddy. We're like, man, that was so much fun. How cool was so-and-so? 
Mm. You know, that that's the best feeling in the world. To me, that's success is when you just feel so happy after you do an interview. You know, views views and likes are great, but the feeling of, of satisfaction, you know, and building a connection with someone who you, you look up to. Oh. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. Man, know? there's been so many times and I know you I think we've had this conversation before, there's been so many times when I've done an interview and I'm just sat on my bed or on the sofa and just smile. Yeah. I've just sat there and just smiled, and because I'm gonna bring on, I'm gonna talk about mental health in a minute. But you did mention Jamie there, because good people doing good shit. It's not just about content. You did mention you worked in a hospital. What's that been like over the pandemic? It must be very, because fair play to you, because the frontline workers deserve all the respect in the world for what they're doing at the moment. How, how is the how has that been for you? And how is the vaccine? Have you have you got your vaccine? Have you? I mean, I've had my first vaccine. I get my second vaccine on the first of April, um, so I'm very fortunate in that respect. Um, it's been busy, man. You know, I, I aren't I aren't on the wards. You know, I'm more behind the scenes kind of a thing. I'm still doing my part, um, but it's it's a very busy place, and the people on the front line, the nurses, the doctors, the porters, all that lot, they're they're the real heroes, man. Mm. Yeah, I go to work. I work at the hospital, and I've played my part, um, and I've seen firsthand awful this disease is, but I'm. It's, this, this is why, again, I go back to, to Ringsiders. I get to come home and do some interviews and I can forget the day at work because, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm still seeing it and experiencing yeah. it and I'm seeing the numbers go up and I'm seeing the numbers come down. You know, it, it's, it's a scary time at the minute, man. And I'm very, very, very proud to be NHS. I've been in the NHS 17 years. Um, I, I wear that with pride. But Ringside has, has, has got me through it, you know, being able to do these interviews. Not only having just, obviously, Rivers has jumped on a few as well, so I've got my two best friends who I'm, who I'm doing this with. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a hard year, man, but, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, and that's a good, you brought up Rivers there. Um, good people doing good shit. I mean, I'd love to, I will, I will get Rivers on to, ch- to chat about what he's doing, but... Talk to me a bit about what Rivers brings because he brings something. Just the 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 art that he does. That, that art that he does. I remember we were on a call, and we was just sketching on the pad. Just I did hand moving up and down. I'm like, what the what the hell is he doing? And then all of a sudden, like this Dan Housen art pops up on my on my screen. I'm like, holy fuck! Like, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure Callum will agree with with me when I say he's probably the most talented person I've ever met in my life. It makes me sick. He can pick up. He can pick up a guitar and make it talk. He can draw anything you want him to draw. He's charismatic. He's good looking. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculously, he's ridiculously intelligent. Yeah, that hair as well just annoys me. I can't get uh, that. That's beautiful hair. He's a beautiful yeah. man and talented. He's, he's an absolute but, catch. You, you, you know, like, you, what, what does Rivers bring to it though? I mean, he's just, he's a different aspect, isn't he? He's just, yeah. It, Ringsiders is kind of a melting pot of, you know, styles and what we bring to the table. So I might do the editing, but Jamie's incredibly good at securing the interviews. Uh, Rivers is more like uh, comes on when we need him, but there is a lot of times that we do need him. Like the, the some of the subjects and guests, Draper. it might be, it might be all right for me to jump on, but Rivers is more fitting for that situation. So he's yeah. definitely conversational in a different way to me and Jamie. Yeah, the distinct one I know is the John Draper interview because yeah, I mean, there's got. I I think when you're, I think you'll you'll understand what I mean by this because Callum, I think you sat out the John Draper one. There's sometimes when you're in like a when you're producing content or anything in life, you've got to 
if you're in a team, there's sometimes you've got to learn where your strengths, like where you're, or where you where or because everybody brings something different to the team and the content. I think, obviously, I think John and Rivers just the chemistry is there, and then oh yeah, yes. So, so yeah, so I really do like I, that. Just proves that there's like no there's no egos, and that's a really important thing because you do see that a lot with, with a lot of content. There are egos at play, and people don't want to let let go of reins. I think that's a, is that an extremely important thing for you guys as a team as well. Yeah, everything everything we do is for ringsiders, and the fact that we can bring our best friend into this, you know, and the three of us do stuff together, it's amazing. But Rivers and, and Rivers has been a massive fan of John anyway, hasn't he, Carla, for a long time. Yeah. We all are, but Rivers is a big, big fan. Um, and John's coming back uh, after WrestleMania with B. Show Brian from Break the Apocalypse. Mm. Um, so Rivers will be coming back on. We're going to do a, uh, I'll give you a spoiler. We're going to do a WrestleMania. Um, post show with John Draper and B Show Brian. Oh, nice. Uh, Rivers is coming back on, um, so we've got all that coming. But but yeah, R- Rivers is a is a massive fan of those guys. Um, he's a Rivers, as you know, is a massive horror buff as well. So he, he connects with these guys on different le- levels, apart not just wrestling. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did the last one with Rivers and John, and I was just sat there taking it all in. I could listen to them both all night long. I'm yeah. just two of the most intelligent people I've ever been around in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to bring this up. Callum, can you talk about your wrestling career, please? Uh, you yes. just waiting for that one, wasn't you? <laughs> oh, hang on, <laughs> Callum. Can I just say as well, Callum, give him the spoiler after you've told him. All right. Are I'll you coming back? Stop. Are you coming back? <laughs> you just you. Uh, oh, my God. No this way. Is a, this is an exclusive. Oh, wish. Right. Oh, so, shit. My wrestling career, I'll give you again the very abridged version. So, started wrestling training when I was 16. Um, I had my first match at 17. Um, had maybe it's about 80, 85 matches over the space of maybe three years. So, not many, but a good amount for me to realize this isn't for me. Um, so, I fought. And it turns out that Next WrestleMania weekend, um, I'm actually going to be wrestling in Dallas. <laughs> true, true story. This this is a true story, by the way. This isn't a, a work. This is a true story. I'm actually coming back for one more match um, for New Wave Pro Wrestling in Dallas for WrestleMania weekend. I'm going to train my ass off this year because I'm not going to make a disgrace of this business. And I'm coming back, and that's going to be my last match. The uh, The whole idea behind me coming back is I'm coming back as myself, uh, not Alex Kingston. I'm coming back as myself, and I'm coming back as a professional podcaster who thinks he knows the business better than the wrestlers because he speaks to the wrestlers. I'm going to be the biggest smack that everyone hates, and I'm going to get my ass absolutely kicked. Oh, my shit. Yeah. I need to be there. I need to be there. Fuck. <laughs> Callum, Callum, don't tell him what your name's going to be, though. Uh, that's a surprise. I'm, I'm nearly crying here. Fucking hell. Like, that was so cool. Well, Rian, oh. listen, Rian, if you can get yourself over there, man, because Rivers is coming, and I've already made a deal with Maddie Rankowski. We're going to sit front row and eat bacon donuts while we watch Callum get his ass kicked. But I can't uh, wait. I, well, I'll never be so happy to get my ass absolutely handed to me. If I can, if I can, if I can sort out logistics and get a bit of advice from people, I'm all. I, I would I be. 
I'll only be 20, so I won't be able to drink, but you know, it'll be worth it'll, it'll be. Oh, that makes us feel old, Jamie. We'll be going to someone who isn't old enough to drink. Right, I've just turned 37, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm just talking about my retirement match. I feel, I feel 37, to be honest. I feel 37. Brilliant. That is a legit exclusive. That's not a work. That is genuinely happening. Man, I can't. Okay, that is just. That is so good. And I, that makes me so happy. I'm going to be smiling from here to here for the rest of life. And to be honest, Jamie, I don't know if you noticed this, but with this beautiful, beautiful head of hair that he's got, he's he's looking. Him and CM Punk are looking quite similar these days. That's like, genuinely. My dear, thank you. No, like, because I remember you were talking about your wrist tape. But. But, and, and, and all that was Kerry Silken. Have you seen CM Punk's hair at the moment? I think it's pretty, yeah, similar. It's pretty similar. Yeah, it's a pretty similar length. Like you better come out with the wrist tape on. You, you flatterer. You've you've made my day. Thank you. That's the nicest thing you could have said. Oh, but we're gonna we're gonna flatter you a bit more because I know me me, me and Jamie have spoken. Callum won't take Callum can't take a compliment, but you are the like once this once the interviews end, you're the one who edits them and uploads them. What's that process like? Because for me. It's, for me, it's uh, and, and and the graphics are the the graphics are fan, the graphics are fantastic, and it leads into your day job. But what's what's it like having forty interviews in your in your downloads and shit like that all the time? Because I couldn't handle two. It's it's uh, stressful, but in the best way. I'd rather have forty interviews than none. Yeah. Um, but what I've done is, I kind of had to teach myself video editing. So what I've done in that time is, instead of editing every interview, every single little detail just made myself a really nice, lightweight template because there's some podcasts, like, it works for them, I guess, but there's a lot of information on that screen, a lot of logos. It kind of hurts your eyes a bit. It doesn't need to be all that on the screen. Just have your logo somewhere, you know, less don't worry about more. anything else. Less, uh, is, less more. is more. Yeah. <sighs> and, you know, that then you can just drag in the video, um, put the template on top, and export it that most of the time for editing now is exporting and if anyone's still using premiere pro i recommend using davinci resolve I, i'm using davinci resolve for college it's simple. fantastic it's yeah simple. the best free software you can get it exports in twice twice as quick as premiere pro does and it's usually a higher quality file too and it's free um, which yeah, is it's free it's free so yeah. get on that but yeah, it's mainly waiting for it to export. So now what I do is, the reason we upload so many at the weekend, apologies to anyone with notifications turned on, um, we usually do 10 at the weekend now because it gives me the time to export a bulk load of five each day. And then I just upload those on those days, and that's it. I think that, I, I think that works, though, because people are all de-stressing at the weekend. And it's kind of... The weekend is kind of where people catch you on their YouTube subscriptions because the, mid the midweeks are just mental now because of just they're just so unpredictable. I find now it's not even their demand; they're just unpredictable. It's like you don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes. Never mind the next day. It exactly. does a it does a fantastic job, you know. He he, he does as I tell him to do. He, <laughs> he's um oh, I'm getting called by Rivers at the moment. <laughs> I'm getting called by uh, my boss as well at the moment. <laughs> are you working? <laughs> you can add him to the call if you want. <laughs> <laughs> what's he like? What's he like? It's it's it's, it's like a, what's a um, first date or whatever or take me out. What's what's Callum like? What's Callum like as as a person? <laughs> I've just got this call off Rivers, but I'll, I'll ring him back at the end of this. He's all Jamie's right. a great boss. Uh, like he's very. What was it you said to say? Very kind. Um, 
Generous. Generous. Um, he looks like he gives good hugs. I can't wait for a, a hug off Jamie. He looks, he looks, he looks like he gives a good bear hug. Jimmy uh, is not really known for giving hugs. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's, not, uh, that's not what I want to hear. Uh, I, I don't mind doing hugs every now and then. Uh, not at the moment, obviously, social distancing. Post-pandemic, everyone would be just f- hugging each other, to be honest. Just glad to get out. Just glad to get out of the prison. <laughs> it's like... As a bit of an introvert, I'm, I'm enjoying this lack of physical contact that we have to have. Um <laughs> But maybe that'll change after the pandemic. I might be gagging for a hug. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot with a question here. What's the most nervous you've been before someone entered a call? Oh, very good question. Because I've been on I've been on Zoom, and particularly when someone says that person has entered the waiting room, it's a oh, scary. Knowing that when you click it, they're gonna be in the room. Oh, it's yeah. scary. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Jamie, do you wanna go first? Well, who have I been the most nervous for? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, obviously, this is, this is, the first ever interview we did, Alicia or two, I mean, that was nerve-wracking just because it was the first. Um, I was absolutely bricking, bricking it when we uh, did Gallows and Anderson. Um, so, yeah. Um, possibly, as well, I think Callum might be nervous with this one as well, Danhausen. Yes. Because we're just... Yeah. We're such Dan Housen marks anyway to get to speak to him when he popped up on the screen, you know, it was like, holy shit. And then it was 11 o'clock at night, our time. So we had to wait all day. So you're building up and building up. You're excited. You're nervous. And then it's like, it's 10 to 11, 10 minutes. It's like, right, Dan Housen's getting ready. I'm like, holy shit. We can't, we can't screw this one up, Callum. <laughs> you know, I, I, I speak for, I speak for all our Twitter, like, community that we were so happy for that night was just so like everyone was so excited for you guys because that was an interview that you guys wanted for a long long time it was so cool we start of the year we said bucket list Danhausen was number one and we did him in february you know and then we've done another bucket list with warhorse you know there's potentially another bucket list coming in a couple of weeks but we can't tell you who that is Mm -hmm. and well, there's two actually, but we can't tell you who that is. That's that's why I am gonna keep John Silver on my list until the day I die, until I interview. Yeah. Good lad. R- remind want... me, remind me, and I'll tell you when we've stopped recording. Yeah, but um, but yeah, and then what, what were you gonna say, Colin, in terms of like being scared before an interview? Do you get nervous, or do you just kind of yeah. is it kind of second nature now? If you don't I, get I, nervous, then you're doing something wrong, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly it. I, yeah, I get nervous for every interview, but in varying levels. And it's usually uh, more excited than nervous. It's like I'm looking forward to doing every interview, but some of them I, I get to the point of anxious. Yeah. And I think uh, I was anxious for Matt McCarthy because he's from the We Watch Wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've listened to that podcast for about 12 years. So actually speaking to someone I've listened to for 12 years seen on TV, he's in every commercial in America, he's been on uh, the Conan O'Brien show, you know, he's done the big time stuff. Yeah. And to speak to him, uh, yeah, I, that blew my mind. Jamie got us that interview, so very grateful for that. But that was, uh, I, I was bricking it before that interview. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, Danhausen, so nervous for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was the most nervous for Kerry Silicon so far, because it was just, it was put the blade, but then you realise... The least person, the person that you just don't need to be nervous for, because it's just it's Carrie. Oh, <laughs> Carrie. Oh, actually, 
second last question. Talk to me about Kerry because Kerry is like one of the nicest people you will ever talk to, and I just I, I don't mean this in a bad, but you just wouldn't expect him to be like, isn't like because of what he's done and all the stories, and he he has no right to be that generous with his time because he's a busy man, but he is just a legend. He's yeah. he's a wonderful wonderful man. He's we love him to bits. He's like I said, I mean, if you had told us 15 years ago we were going to be friends with Kerry Silkin, you know, would have called you a liar. I, I mean, he's the godfather of Ring of Honor. You know, there's no other way of putting it. And now we're on first name terms and and a friend with Kerry Silkin. He's the most humble, generous, funniest man. He, and he, he loves ripping realize how much he's done. <laughs> he doesn't realise how important he's been to... Ring of Honor's history. Without Kerry Silkin, Ring of Honor wouldn't be around nowadays. And if yeah. it was, it wouldn't be anywhere close to as big as it is now. He he kept that company on life support when it was in a bad way. So without Kerry, you don't have Ring of Honor. Without Ring of Honor, you might not have some of the top guys in WWE right now. Uh, Seth Rollins, for example, Brian Danielson. He, he's really Plus. done more than he realizes he's done. Yeah, and or, uh, yeah, he's just some of the some of the when you really when you list out that talent, and you're like, there is no these people without Kerry Silk and Ring of Honor, and it's crazy. Uh, probably one of the best areas of wrestling. I'd love to have lived through that live. Like some of the match, if I if I could get if I could go back and watch one match live, it'd either be Joe Kabashi or Brand, Dan, Danielson McGuinness at um at Unified in Liverpool. Yeah, I know people who were live for Unified in Liverpool, although it was hard to watch because of McGuinness's uh, injuries, obviously. I've heard that was one of the best things you'll ever see. Like, like holy shit, they just ripped each other apart. But sec- second last question, because I know we're getting we're getting close to about 30, 35 minutes. Um, someone who we, good people doing good shit is about just highlighting people who are just working really hard. And I think, I, I know Callum's a big, big fan, but me and Jamie are in particular huge fans of this person. Jess. Um, Jess is, a, is an amazing person who is just working so hard at her content. And, on so many levels. Um, talk to me about how, how you guys got to know Jess and how how, uh, how that came about. Because Jess is just fantastic. Uh, this stuff she's doing on Twitch as well is just brilliant and it's really great to see. Oh, do you want me to go first? Okay. You go first. Go on. Yeah. Well, it was just one of those things where, you know, like there's someone in the community who... Like, I can't remember the first time I spoke to Frank from Last Minute Wrestling Podcast or yourself. I, it just seems like you've always been there. But like, there's always people that you speak to more on the platform than others. Jess was one of those where you just end up speaking and then become very good friends. And I've always had a great amount of respect for her because everything she does is on her own. She does her own editing, her own recording, finds her own guests. Uh, she's The quality of her work has come on tenfold over the last couple of years. And she's just so knowledgeable, friendly, and talented. I, Another person who I really don't think she realizes how good she is. Yep. She, she's got a great platform. She's built that all on her own. She hasn't had any help. And I really do feel like her strengths are being on her own rather than part of something else because she's, she is that good. Yep. And uh, just, just fantastic. Like, honestly, just on uh, so many fronts. I don't think I could. There's so many strings to her bow. It's crazy. Jamie, what, what, what was your on old treacle? <laughs> Pretty much this uh, along the lines of Callum, you know, he's hitting the nail on the head. But on a, on a personal level as well, I mean, Jess has become a really, really good friend to me. 
you know, a, 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 away from wrestling. We always will text each other every now and then, or she'll give me a phone call and just we like, chat, you know. And I, I have all the time in the world for that sweet girl. I, I love her to death. And like Callum said, she's awesome. And everything she does is incredible. She's just, she's the best. Super talented, super friendly, super awesome. Um, yeah, I love you, Tree Cole. She's, she's the best. Aww. And uh, I think final question is a good one because before we get on, I'm going to ask you for your people who are doing good shit at the end as plugs. But um, what is this? What is the producing content meant for your mental health? Because for me, I think I started the podcast purely just for my mental health to improve my mental health. I, I said it in the pilot, it was to it was to make me feel better and to improve me my life as as a whole. What what is it meant for? Um, how how have you? your confidence or your just your outlook on life grown as you've got to know people in the community and produce content. I'll say something again then. Uh, so yeah, it's really helped with my mental health in the way that it's given me something to focus on that isn't a shoot job or just worrying about pointless shit. It takes my mind off it. I've got something to look forward to every day. Um, you know, and making these connections and having these people to speak to just really, I don't know, chills me out. Gives me, makes me feel like I've got a purpose for doing something. Like my creative skills are actually going to something I'm enjoying doing. And the people in the community, there's a few people I really think are toxic, but for the most part, it's a great community. Like yourself, Frank, Jess, you know, they're all great people, all doing good stuff. And just being part of that, that good core group of people has helped massively with my mental health. And I think even if I wasn't doing this, I'd like to think we'd all still talk and be friends. Oh, yeah. If this if, if if ended tomorrow, I think we could all meet in a pub and have a pint and just have Absolutely. a laugh. Absolutely, yeah. So the people, it's the people we meet along the way. That's the, mm-hmm. the That's it. prize. Yeah. Yeah. And same as Callum, it's, it's helped me as well. You have those days where you just, you, you, you think to yourself, why? Why do I bother? And then you do this, and you meet guys like you, like Cal said, you, Jess, Frank, and it, and there's always going to be that, like Cal said, that toxic environment on Twitter as well. You've got the the little clique of of people who think that they're the Twitter overlords, and they know they are. But um, yeah, it, it's just guys like yourself, Frank, Jess, and there's these others that I'm probably forgetting. That Dips, network, Dips wow. does amazing stuff. It's like, yeah, shout, well. shout out Josh, shout out Josh Robinson as well. The man was always yeah, just lo- lights up my timeline. Just, just positive, just the positive you've been from his tweets. It's not even just. I, I think that's it. It's Josh is a constant ray of sunshine on Twitter when it's usually quite a shitty place. Josh is always positive. Uh, he's got his own struggles, which he's been through last year, but stayed so positive, and. He's one of the best people on Twitter in general. The reason I didn't mention him with the others is because I don't really class Josh's wrestling Twitter. Yeah. He's in his own little category. He's a streamer. He does his own creations. Great guy. And Dits, too, is a very humble guy who I don't feel like gets enough credit in the community. His editing is second to none. Uh, he's worked very hard on the Twitch streams as well. He's doing Very hard on the Twitch streams. And a, and a, shout, out, a shout out to uh, uh, Kenny for your thoughts as well. Kenny's yeah. awesome. Love Kenny. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's that kind of leads us in. I think we've already done it. But who are some of the good people doing good shit that you you want to like give a bit of like? Because I want to get so many 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 people on. But who are some of the people that just brighten up your day when you see them on the timeline or in your ears? Uh, 
I think we've just mentioned them all. That's it, yeah. That's them. Josh, Frank, Jess, you know, there's such a good core group of people. Uh, I need to say, like... Throw Rivers in there as well. Rivers. Rivers can educate me on everything, because I'm... Uh, Sweet Pin Mug, they're good. This week. Oh yeah, yeah, they're part of Project Hits now. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they were they were signed this week to Project Hits. Got a lot of time for those guys doing good stuff. Yeah, Dan is very good, but no, it's just it's a great. It's where when it's good, it's good, and that's what I want to do with this series. We've gone forty minutes. I think that's been one of the best. That's really brightened up my day. That story is amazing, Callum. I cannot wait for that. But lads, (laughs) before we head off, just want to plug everything you have because you deserve it. Okay, so you can find us on Twitter at Ringsiders Pod. If you really want to help us, um, at Verified and at Twitter, tell them to verify Ringsiders Pod and also tell them to get rid of the at Ringsiders account, make it available so we can use it. It's not being used for 12 years and there's no tweets, it's completely inactive. We want to use at Ringsiders, give it to us, please. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Ringsiders Wrestling on Facebook at Ringsiders Wrestling. We're more active on there now as well. Um, find us on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Ringsiders Wrestling, and on YouTube, of course, youtube.com forward slash Ringsiders Wrestling for 175 interviews with Danhausen, Warhorse, you name it, we've probably done it. If we haven't, it's probably coming soon. So Five with Kerry Silicon, two with Jordan Napolitano. There is content out there, and it is fucking great. Um, and as for us, Holly Graps Pod, Project Dits. Um, you can find Project Dits and you'll find all the great podcasts on there. Um, Holly Graps Pod is on Twitter, I think that's what it is. Yeah, if you follow me, Rain underscore under, underscore no underscore numbers. I've been less volatile on Twitter lately because I've been busy, <laughs> but my Twitter is sometimes quite interesting when I've had a few beers. But, um, and as for anything else, I mean. We've got some really cool guests lined up. I've got a lot of people from my college radio station, a lot of young, really good, talented content creators coming up that are just doing good shit. Um, this is just something... I, I wanted to make this because, number one, I want to do something non-wrestling. Of course, we got a wrestling podcast on because these lads are fantastic, but I want to just I want to just talk about good stuff, and that's what we're going to do with this. And I think that this is a perfect episode that epitomizes what I want to do. And you're, only, this, you're the perfect man to do it, Rian. You're a very positive kid. Uh, you're very good at what you do, so we're honoured you even wanted us on in the first place. I think that couldn't have gone better to you guys epitomise what I wanted to do with this series. Just just humble and... We call Jamie Big Time Bell, but he's humble and soft on the inside. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's humble and soft on the inside. We didn't even let him plug his Twitter, but he'll follow Red Wolf JB on Twitter because he's, he's a legend. But I've been Rian. That's been Callum. That's been Jamie, and that has been Good People Doing Good Shit, episode one. We'll talk to you later.